the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. In other words, listen, give me your attention. Please hear this. Jesus says, tell John what I am doing. Tell John what I am doing. John is stuck on what Jesus is not doing. You're not getting me out of prison. I've been riding here for a year. You're supposed to set the captives free. He is stuck on what Jesus is not doing. And Jesus says, tell him what I am doing. Have you ever found yourself wondering where God is? Everyone goes through times when they don't understand why God has either not done something or let something happen. John the Baptist had similar questions while in prison, wondering why Jesus hadn't set him free. Jesus' response was one that we can learn from. Are you focusing on what God has yet to do in your life or what he's doing? In today's message, Pastor Dan will teach you that God's ways are higher than ours. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 11 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Matthew chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. It says, Now when it came to pass, when Jesus finished commanding his twelve disciples, that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear And see, the blind see, and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, Among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. 
He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I liken this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their companions and saying, we played the flute for you and you did not dance. We mourned to you and you did not lament. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. So here Jesus speaks of John the Baptist. Back in chapter 10, Jesus sent out his 12 disciples on a mission trip to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel And then verse 1 of chapter 11 tells us, Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples to go out, that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. After Jesus sent out the 12 on their mission trip to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, Jesus himself also departed to teach and to preach in the cities around the Galilee. This is the third time the Gospel of Matthew records that Jesus went about teaching and preaching. Back in chapter 4, verse 23, I'll just read it to you. And Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among them. And then also in chapter 9, verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among them. And now we see again, he goes out, he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. Now there are an endless number of ways that Jesus could have revealed himself to Israel as their Messiah, There's an endless number of ways he could have taught people about the kingdom of heaven. There are countless ways he could have made a bigger impact or a bigger splash for his ministry. But Jesus chose to reveal himself. Think about this. God incarnate comes down. How are you going to get the message out? Well, God incarnate, Jesus Christ, chose to reveal himself by traveling from town to town on foot teaching and preaching. This is the method that he used. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul said, God did not make himself known through human wisdom, but he used, listen to this, the foolishness of preaching to save those who believe. He used the foolishness of preaching. Human wisdom would say preaching and teaching is a foolish way to get your message out. It's not very efficient. But God chose the foolishness of preaching to reveal himself to mankind and to save people. I love that. I don't think we need to improve on that. If that worked for Jesus, it should work for us as well, right? So then verse 2 says, And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples to Jesus to ask a question. Now, this is John the Baptist. John the Baptist, as you know, he came to prepare people for the coming of Jesus Christ. He was the forerunner of Jesus. John's message, as you may remember, was repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. 
Get ready because the king is coming. And John was put in prison by Herod Antipas or Herod the Tetrarch, your Bible might say, the son of Herod the Great. Now, Luke's gospel in Luke chapter three, verse 19 tells us the reason it tells us that Herod the Tetrarch put John into prison because John had publicly rebuked Herod for his relationship with Herodias, his brother's wife. Herod the Tetrarch had an affair with his brother's wife, Herodias, his sister-in-law. And then Herod divorced his wife and Herodias divorced her husband so that Herod and Herodias could shack up together. And John publicly rebuked Herod and Herodias for their sin. John was fearless. It's one of the things I love about John. He was fearless. He was bold. I mean, we have the boldness of John for the days that we live in. And so John was put into prison by Herod. And he was put in prison in a fortress known as Machaerus, which is northeast of the Dead Sea. You can visit the ruins of Machaerus today in present-day Jordan. And John was thrown into prison at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, before Jesus moved from Nazareth down to Capernaum. So John didn't really see the miracles of Jesus. He didn't really hear the teachings of Jesus. He was put into prison kind of right at the beginning of all of that. But verse 2 tells us when John was in prison, he heard about the works of Christ. He heard about the many miracles. And so look at the verse. John sent two of his disciples to Jesus to ask a question. Now, John, at this point, has been in prison for over a year. And so John has been rotting away in prison for over a year. He hears about all the works Jesus is doing. And John has a question. And John's question is, are you the coming one? Or do we look for another? John calls Jesus the coming one. And that was a title for the Messiah. And the title really comes from the Old Testament. The Old Testament is filled with hundreds of prophecies describing the Messiah who was to come and rescue Israel. For example, Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey. Behold, your king is coming to you. And so they referred to the Messiah as the coming one, the one who is to come, bringing salvation to rescue us. So this became a name, a title for the Messiah, the coming one. John asked, are you the coming one? Are you the Messiah? Or should we look for another? Now, John was not doubtful. John was not doubtful that Jesus was the Messiah. He's not saying here, are you the wrong guy? I thought you were the Messiah. Maybe I'm mistaken. Are you the wrong one? John was convinced Jesus was the Messiah. If you're taking notes, the Gospel of John, chapter 1 Verse 32 to 34, John 1, verses 32 to 34, says, And John bore witness, saying, 
I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining on him. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the son of God. The Lord showed John that Jesus is the Messiah. John saw the Holy Spirit descend upon Jesus at his baptism. John heard the voice from heaven saying, this is my son and whom I'm well pleased. And so John knows that Jesus is the Messiah. John's faith here is not failing. His patience is failing. His patience is failing. John was growing impatient as he sat in prison. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Turn with me back to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. And I want to just remind you of John's message about Jesus, what he said, what he preached about Jesus. In Matthew chapter 3, as John came to prepare the people for the coming of Jesus, he says in chapter 3, verse 11, John speaking, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. John was a fire and brimstone preacher, wasn't he? He's going to baptize people with the Holy Spirit and with fire, right? He's going to call fire down from heaven. He's going to thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. What was the Lord's threshing floor? The temple. The temple was the Lord's threshing floor. If you remember, the temple was built on the threshing floor that David purchased from Ornan the Jebusite in 1 Chronicles 21. So Jesus will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor of the temple. John was saying, he's going to clean house when he comes. He's going to get rid of all the bad actors, all the bad leaders, all the bad apples. He's going to gather his wheat into the barn and he's going to burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Judgment's coming. In the Old Testament, the Old Testament prophets over and over tell us that the Messiah will come and set up his kingdom in Jerusalem. And he's going to rule and reign over all the earth from Jerusalem as king of kings and lord of lords. And the government will be upon his shoulder, including the Roman government. He's going to rule over the Roman Empire that was currently in charge in the land of Israel. Listen to this prophecy about the Messiah from Isaiah chapter 42, verse 7. 
Listen to what it says, that when the Messiah comes, he will set captives free from prison and release those who sit in dark dungeons. Where was John sitting in a dark dungeon in a prison? And he has been for over a year. And so John hears these reports about the works of Jesus. And for John, for John, hey, healing people, casting out demons, raising the dead. That's fine and all. But when are you going to start baptizing people with fire? When is that going to happen? And when are you going to set captives free from prison? When are you going to get around to that? Are you going to do that or are you going to appoint someone else to do that? If so, who and how do I get in touch with that person? Can we bump releasing the prisoners to the top of the list here? You see, John was languishing in prison. He knows that Jesus is the Messiah. He's hearing these reports and he sends messengers to Jesus to essentially say, let's go. Let's get this show on the road. What's the holdup? Let's get to all this other stuff the Messiah is supposed to do. It's great that you're healing people and cleansing lepers and casting out demons. That's wonderful. But let's get to the releasing of prisoners from dark dungeons. Because I'm sitting in prison. The issue for John really was that he didn't understand that there were two advents of Christ, that Jesus would come twice. The first time... Jesus came. He came to offer himself as a sacrifice for sins, to provide forgiveness and salvation through his death on the cross for mankind. And when Jesus comes again the second time, then he will come as a conquering king who will establish his kingdom here on the earth and he will rule over all the earth from Jerusalem. And so for John, he's got all the right information. He's just his timing of things is is off. And I would say probably all of us can relate to John. Because we all at times get impatient with the Lord. Or we get confused by what the Lord is doing or what the Lord is not doing. Or we get discouraged waiting upon the Lord. And like John, we say to the Lord reverently, of course, like, what's the holdup? Why haven't you worked this out yet? Why haven't you answered my prayer? Lord, you said, if I ask anything in your name, you'll do it. I've asked in your name. Lord, you said, if I ask anything according to your will, you'll hear it. But Lord, you haven't done it yet. Lord, I've been languishing in this condition for more than a year now. Lord, you've made all these promises in your word. When will you answer? When will you act? When will you bring these promises to pass? Lord, let's go. What's the holdup? Or you, you know, you look at the state of the world. Lord, let's go, right? Maranatha, what are you waiting for? What more needs to happen? How bad does it need to get? Let's go now. You see, John needed reassurance about Jesus. He needed reassurance about Jesus and who Jesus is, just as we all sometimes need just reassurance. We need reassurance about Jesus. We need reassurance about his love for us. That's one reason why we take communion together. It's a physical reminder of God's love for us and God's provision for us. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, Jesus showed his love toward us by dying for us on the cross, and communion reminds us of his love for us. 
Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? We know that God will freely give us all the things that we need for life and godliness because he delivered up his own son to die for us in our place on the cross. So I know he's going to give me everything else. He already gave his son. And like John, at times, we just need reassurance. We get discouraged. We get confused about the timing here. We get impatient. And we just need the Lord to reassure us of who he is and what he's doing and that he really is at work. And so John asks, are you the coming one or should we be looking for another who's going to do all these other things like get me out of prison? And so verse four says, Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John, notice this, the things which you hear and see. So Jesus did miracles while the disciples of John were there. They saw them with their own eyes. Then he gives a list. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Jesus's message for John was tell John the things which you hear and see that Jesus has done, that Jesus has performed. And then he gives this list of things in verse five. And these are all miracles. The Old Testament prophets said the Messiah will do when the Messiah comes. And this is how you'll be able to identify the Messiah, because he's going to work these miracles. If you're taking notes, you can jot down Isaiah 29, verse 18. I'll read it to you. In that day, the deaf shall hear the words of the book and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. Isaiah 35, Isaiah 35, verses four to six. Say to those who are fearful hearted, like John, say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then when God comes, the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb sing for water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And there's many other prophecies from the Old Testament that we could look at and mention. Jesus was doing what the prophet said the Messiah would do when the Messiah comes. He was doing those things, showing that he's the Messiah. He's the coming one. There are over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament, messianic prophecies that Jesus fulfilled that all point to who he is. In John chapter 10, verse 25, Jesus said, the works I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me, of who I am. And so Jesus says, tell John prophecy is being fulfilled. People are being healed and delivered, and cleansed, and raised from the dead. Miracles are happening. The kingdom is being proclaimed. Lives are being transformed. I'm doing the things the Messiah is supposed to do. In other words, listen, give me your attention. Please hear this. Jesus says, tell John what I am doing. Tell John what I am doing. John is stuck on what Jesus is not doing. You're not getting me out of prison. I've been rotting here for a year. You're supposed to set the captives free. He is stuck on what Jesus is not doing. And Jesus says, tell him what I am doing. That's an important lesson for us. Look at what Jesus is doing in your life. Instead of what he is 
not doing in your life. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website, too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family. It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.